Hello, parents, educators, students, and friends. Welcome to episode two of Towards Literacy. I am your host, Antonisha Dunn, and with me today is the current principal of Godfrey Stewart High School. Now, let me disclaim that Godfrey is one of my alma maters, and it means a great deal to speak with Mrs. Ricketts today. She was invited to give an administrative view on the reading situation as it exists in her part of the island. She was trained in literacy and language teaching, and so she's able to speak both as an educator and administrator. But for today, the administrative voice is all we'll hear. Welcome, Mrs. Ricketts, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak to my listeners and to me. Good afternoon, and thank you very much as well for inviting me to be part of this. Nice. To begin, can you start by telling those listening about Godfrey Stewart High School? Well, where do I start? Godfrey Stewart High School, I probably should start here by saying that Godfrey Stewart High School is actually celebrating its sixth year this year. Um, We are in the parish of Westmoreland. Uh, it's a co-ed institution, and we basically um, have students who are mainly from the communities in and around the area. We are emerging. We are an emerging champion school, and it ha- we have become the school of choice for a number of years now. So let's. I think we should just probably say, Godfrey Stewart High School is one of those schools that has been on a trajectory of success, and we continue to be successful. Yes, that is true, listeners. A school of champions. Okay, can you say how much of a priority literacy is at Godfrey Stewart High? All right, well, top priority for us, I should say, Ms. Dunn, because the students who come in from PEP, even though we get their results, it is a school policy that all students who are coming into the institution for the first time must do the IDRI as much as possible so that we can know where their reading level are and as such we then get a chance to help them, you know, at its fullest. Because if we do not know the student's reading level, we find that many times they get lost in the system. Sometimes that we can empower them more and we don't know it. So mm-hmm. that's a priority for the institution. You mentioned the IDRI. In episode one, I would have detailed to you listeners what that abbreviation means. Um, Informal Diagnostic Reading Inventory. It's an implement that was issued by the government of Jamaica to help teachers to assess and better assist students with reading challenges. Um, You you answered question three. The third question I had, um, but if you want to add more to that that answer, I'll, I'll welcome it. There are a number of people who believe that reading isn't a subject to be taught in high schools. Um, can you say why Godfrey Stewart High timetabled it? All right. So first of all, I should let you know, um, well, you know, but I should let your listeners know that reading is a skill. So many times when individuals think about reading, they think about dunce students who don't know letters and words. Mm. Reading is much more than that. 
reading is being able to comprehend and then give a response to what you comprehend. So basically, we have to have our students learn the skill of reading. What I should let you know is that the students who are at Godfrey Stewart High School are not just exposed to intervention reading. We have adolescent literature that we actually give them a chance to learn more about what it is to read and understand. We have students who we with different subjects that we do reading in the content area because we realize that if the students are able to comprehend, they will then be able to do their very best in whatever they do. So, for example, our students have to do an area in mathematics where they have worded questions. Now, individuals would say, why would you give them worded questions? And my question would be, why not? give them worded questions. If they are able to read and understand what they read, it doesn't matter if it's numbers or words. As long as the comprehension is there, that's what we're looking for in our students. And so it's not just to come to school to get a book and do what the book says. It's also to read, understand, be able to tell their peers what it is that they're learning and also to be able to think critically. Um, I should let you know that, Antonisha, that one component of our assessment at school is to do a blog. And in doing a blog, many of our students have to now think critically. And as I said before, for reading, it's a skill. And that's one of the ways that we test that we are getting some benefit from the students to read by allowing them to do a blog. Well, that's interesting. I never thought, I never thought that that would have been the response you offered, but um, I appreciate it. So, in essence, you're saying that the school has timetabled reading because of the benefits it has um, for other subjects and subject areas, core content area courses, um, like math, um, and even improving their writing skills. That's correct. Thank you. Thank you very much for putting it that way. That's exactly what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, that's what you wanted to say. Okay. You <laughs> but what I got from what you said too, it, it ties into the fourth question I have, and that is the role literacy plays in students' overall academic performance or the lack of it. Based on what you said, it's as if the school timetabled reading in order to improve the overall academic performance of students. Am I correct? I, you are correct. So, Do you want to add more on that? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, our students are, from, first of all, should I say that the students who come to us are not always the ones who are at the top stream. Mm. And because of that, the value that we want to add to them, it's not just for them to be at school for five years. We want them, when they leave the institution, to be able to relate to any content area that they would have been given the opportunity to learn. Yes? Yeah. And so when I think, when we think about literacy and timetabling literacy, it's not just for a reading class. Mm -hmm. It's not just for a particular subject. It is for the students' holistic development, as I said to you before. Reading is a skill, and the skill that they are going to be learning in literacy 
will only enhance in the other areas that they're exposed to. Yeah, I, I remember reading where someone said, I think it was a cognitive scientist who said that when it comes to comprehension, you need to allow students to see how the words on the page relate to their own experiences. Only then is understanding achieved. And I find that reading not only contextualizes the world of the author, but it contextualizes the world of the students themselves. Um, and it's not just an experience that's confined to literature studies, but to other disciplines as well. So it will, it will no doubt impact the overall academic performance of students, no matter the, the area of specialty they have chosen, be it the arts, the sciences, um, or business. Okay, so you have kind of given our listeners a sense of the priority um, Godfrey Stewart has when it comes to literacy. Can you mention some of the strategies or programs that the school implemented to promote literacy among its students? All right, so one of the things that we would do after we would have tested all our students, we have a number of intervention groups in order for us to see if we can add some value, especially on a termly basis. So we do this as part of, you know, a strategy that we employ. Additionally, we have sessions where our teachers are given um, skills on how to teach reading in the content area. And that's for all subjects. And what most sometimes we place emphasis on the core subjects, right? Um, we also have uh, the word of the day, which is actually a totally language department now where this, the entire institution is given a word for the day. We do the vocabulary for it. And we also, um, at the end of the sessions of the number of words for the day, you know, we would have had a little, you know, activity where students give us those words, their meanings, and so on. Um, we have students who we place emphasis on their reading classes are um, technologically based. And so they get an opportunity to... Um, learn faster because now we're tapping into their interest. Um, we have um, gender-based literature that we put emphasis on. And what, what I mean, content, gender-based content that we put emphasis on so that um, we are tapping into everybody's interest. Um, basically, those are some of the skills that we have. And then after we would have you know, done all of those activities, then we would go back to the drawing board to see what worked, what could be fixed, and basically that's it. Oh, and what about teacher training? How have teachers been trained to participate in these efforts? So you're asking about teacher training. This is how we do it. One of the things that we do 
every year is that we make sure that all teachers are trained in how to administer the IDRI. And we have multiple sessions on how to teach reading in the content area. We have assessment programs where we test just that to see how much the teachers would have followed what we are looking for as a vision for the institution. And we make sure that if there is no, if there's any issue that we are not able to fix, that we at that time ask our regional representative to come in and assist our teachers as much as possible to get them ready to participate in these efforts as they are very, very important to us. Yeah, and this importance shows itself in a number of ways. Um, can you talk about the parents and community members? How have they been onboarded to support the literacy efforts at your school? I knew you were going to ask me about the parents and community members. This is my response. So before COVID, we actually had a program where we had a literacy and numeracy sessions for parents, and we would have a graduation per year. Since COVID, we have not embarked on that situation. And we are looking forward to going back to it, but not this year. We're putting in some specific strategies that we hope will help us first to get those parents ready, and then we start to include all parents and other stakeholders as well. The Stakeholders that I realized came on board this year were a number of past students who wanted to enhance our reading lab. We have a reading lab that we're working on this year, and we're hoping that that component of it will make it easier for us then to have our parents and other community persons involved. Ooh, a reading lab. It sounds interesting. Might have to interview you another time with regards to just that. Um, are there specific challenges or barriers your school has faced in promoting literacy? And if so, how have you addressed them? Um, the challenges that we face currently are just the whole idea of not having enough persons who are trained to teach literacy as a skill, we don't have those persons readily available. So we have been using individuals part-time and we have been, for those persons who are at school who are capable of working, um, you know, to give immediate feedback to the students, we have training for them, um, a lots of, lots of training and workshops to get them ready. Um. One of the things that I think that we use to measure the progress of students in terms of literacy skills is actually to do the um, diagnostic test, post the post-IDRI, I should say. And we also, from time to time, we sit with the teachers and our literacy specialists at school, you know, just to assess where we are, how things are going, and how we can move forward. Additionally, every year we have the literacy coach at our school or the literacy HOD at our school. She 
has to meet with the board and outline some of the challenges that she would have had, some of the strategies that would be used, and some of the new strategies that would be employed to meet with the new set of students as we realize what their literacy issues are. You actually preempted me and answered the question I had in mind to ask you next, which was, um, or better yet, which is, how do you track and measure the progress of students in terms of literacy skills? But I think you answered that question adequately and it needs no further addition. So I'm going to ask you the question that follows that one. Um, what advice do you have for other school leaders who are looking to improve literacy outcomes within their schools? Um, one advice that I'll give to other school leaders is, first of all, to make sure that there's a policy at your school that deals with literacy. There's a policy that deals with literacy issues as they, as they arise. Secondly, make it mandatory that students know that they have to be tested, assess the programs as you put them in, but most of all, just make each conversation something that speaks to literacy. Because as I said before, literacy is a skill, it's something that you learn. It, it has to help the student to develop critically. And therefore, that should be at the forefront of each person's mind, each leader's mind. One of the other things that I don't know if I'd said before is that literacy also is to assist our students who are high performers, um, the ones who are doing exceptionally more than they should. And we also want to make sure that we tap into those students and we give them all the support that they need as well in order for them to do as much as they can to be able to be successful as a student. And who can disagree with that? Um, we have neared the end of this interview and all I have left is a single question and it is how does a school's commitment to literacy tie into its broader mission and values and this is as you see it how how does it how does it work in your mind readers are leaders that's what I'll have to say about um, a school's commitment to literacy. Readers are leaders, and I'm not just talking about reading in terms of calling words. I'm talking about comprehending, knowing how to communicate. You know, those are attributes that help individuals to be more successful as they try to navigate life in general. And just the whole idea of one generation helping the next generation to realize their fullest potential comes from learning, making literacy a skill, learning, moving to the next level, then transferring what you would have learned, how you would have coped, dealing with the issues of learning to put information to thought and then producing something of quality. Yes, I think that's how I'd answer that question of the school's commitment to literacy and its broader mission and values. 
we want our students to be citizens, wholesome citizens. Literacy is what is going to make it possible. And there you have it, listeners, the administrative perspective from the small school in Westmoreland. Thank you, Mrs. Ricketts, for all you shared, and we wish Godfrey Stewart High all the success it needs to achieve its literacy efforts. And to you, dear listeners, thank you for joining us today. I'll see you in episode three, where we'll continue to hear from more experts. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.